1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com/slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Experience the unconventional. Even boys. The unpredictable. What's and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule free Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio.
1: Here we go! Last hour of the show, delicious! Sing hosannas. Not bad for a Monday. Not bad for a Monday. Perky for Perky, Sparky. Little bit fruity. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, the late night alternative, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. D A B at talkradio.co.uk. Anywhere around the world. Imagine, imagine. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. O three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call now, uh, Friday. Uh, you, what was the story that you came up with that has inspired this next little uh, bit That's of the a, show? It's Catherine, a technique
3: well. I've heard of before, but oh. looking at the woman who it's come from this time around yes. makes me feel like okay, this is a real thing.
1: I've never heard this before. Shocked
3: me. So I was reading in one of the online papers about a sex birth who had backed up this theory that if you women apply your um, intimate juices to your pulse points, we can
1: say, we can say vagina.
3: Okay. Well, if you apply those uh, fluids to your pulse points... We can
1: say vaginal juices.
3: We, we can okay. say sweet,
1: sweet nectar.
3: Okay, you can. From
1: the lady fountain.
3: Right, but what I'm trying to say is it has kind of powerful properties. Actually, I don't know if
1: we can say sweet, sweet nectar from the lady fountain. I may I may have to retract <laughs> that. That may that may be a step too far. I apologise.
3: Anyway, I've heard people doing this and... So uh, you, take,
1: you you, get it on your finger...
3: Yeah, put it on your pulse points where you put your... Um,
1: your aftershave. Your,
3: your uh, Charlie girl... <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, uh, you know, let the pheromones do the talking. And uh, I've never spoken to anyone who's actually done it. I've heard of it, but this is why we've got Shan on. We've
1: got Shan on who's uh, got a new book coming out soon, The Game of Desire. I'm looking and I'm thinking, yeah, this looks good. And then I see there's an audiobook version of it. I'm in. <laughs> Shan's <laughs> on the too. line from California. Evening, Shan. Oh, I've got the wrong fader. Stay there. I've got to put, hang on, my fault. I've got so excited I'd put you on the wrong fader. Shan is there. Good evening, Shan.
4: I'm here. You're
1: yeah. here. I'm sorry, I had you on the wrong fader. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing exceptional. I'm doing better to talk to you all. That was the greatest introduction <laughs> and almost sounded scripted. <laughs>
1: masterful well trust me none of this is scripted we ain't got a clue what we're going to say well tell us about this technique first because Catherine has heard of this I haven't heard of it have you done it well of course you've done it it's in the book where did you hear this how does it work
4: yeah, so it's a, the nickname for it right now is Vabbing, and I believe that came from two comedians in New York. Yes, What's man. fascinating about this technique, as Catherine had said, it really isn't new, but I, as I was researching, everybody who's ever talked about doing it goes through a media storm of people saying disgusting, gross, incredible, amazing, what, how does it work? Yeah. And then it dies down, and then someone else comes to the forefront. So I am the 2019 Vabber. Uh, <laughs> there's been others before me, so thank you for paving the way. Yeah. I heard about this probably 10-some-odd years ago, and it, as I say, we tested this out. So in the book, I worked with six women who are consistently chronically single individuals who are down on love daters. What horrible, can I just say, Shane,
1: what a sad phrase, chronically single. I mean, that's heartbreaking.
4: It is heartbreaking, but it's also very um, common in 2019. It's yeah. difficult out there to find your person. So we're just trying to see if are there psychological techniques or. Yeah. Uh, biological techniques out there that they could utilize to boost their opportunity to meet others. And I can say, I know, Catherine, that you said that I had proved that this worked. I want to say, unfortunately, oh. no one can prove that this absolutely works. It, it wasn't done in a scientific lab. It wasn't a controlled experiment. So beyond anecdotal, I cannot say if this is going to work for you and if it makes you uncomfortable, don't worry, you don't have to do it. Uh-huh.
1: You talk, Just just to say, if anyone's buying the game of desire, you do not, you are not in any way compelled to put vaginal <laughs> juice behind your ear if you don't want to. But you to. might
3: want to consider it. Because what the suggestion, I'm considering it. I understand it, Shan, was that if it makes you feel sassy, it gives you a little bit more confidence, all this stuff helps.
4: Absolutely. I mean, and it, I often get asked, I compare it to, you know, that um, myth that if you eat a lot of pineapples, your vaginal juices or even your cum is going to taste better. And there is it's no scientific true. proof that that's going to balance your pH. However, if Having eating a bunch of pineapples makes you more prideful when you're getting oral sex. And, you know, when you afterwards you feel compelled to kiss that person because you're like, I taste amazing, then it works. If it makes you feel sexier and cooler and more inclined to engage in certain sexual activities that otherwise you wouldn't. I say I'm all for it. So similarly to vabbing, if it makes you feel more socially lubricated, yeah. can I use that pun? Yeah. If you feel more socially lubricated and you feel like you put yourself out there more, you feel like you have this little secret that's giving you an extra boost in life and that encourages you to be the better version of you out there in the dating scene, of course it works.
3: That's um, the magic, it isn't it, Shan? Feel- it's confidence.
4: Confidence is always a magic, girl. That, I mean, for actual, to make your vaginal fluids taste great, I think my secret's apple cider vinegar. Uh, to consume, not to put down there. I do Apple not cider that, vinegar
1: but... does everything. It like cleans the house. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it will make your hair look good, and now it's making your fanny taste nice. <laughs> this is amazing.
3: But you're saying don't put it, don't apply it directly to the area because there's been a whole heap of.
1: Oh God! Doctors'
3: advice, people stepping in saying, "For God's sake, leave that thing alone." Don't people put putting things up, ice, people l- sticking things put
1: around. Ice it. lollies up there. What were the things we had this summer that we had? There was like
4: a spe- garlic.
1: Don't put garlic up there. Don't put ice lollies up there. What are people thinking? Yogurt. Really? Yelp.
4: Soaked tampons frozen? Yes, I've heard that several times. Excuse what? me.
1: <laughs>
4: people? Oh <my> God,
1: <laughs> this is uh, the world has gone crazy at the moment. Um, How did you? We we'll talk more about the book Game of Desire, which is, I is. Is it out in the states yet? It doesn't come out here, according to. It is. Right, because it says here the second of October on on Amazon over here.
4: Yes, in America and Canada, I believe there's some place in the UK as well. Okay, so I think if you buy it Audible or through ebook, it's out now. But I think to ship, I don't know why. And That's who's UK, who's is it? You
1: now. doing the audio version of it?
4: It is me doing the audio version of it, but after hearing your intro, I sincerely wish it was both of you. Oh, Sean, yes, listen, should next get time, you should, should get, you should get Catherine
1: <laughs> to do the English version. But I'm getting it. Because your, your accent is incredible. Where exactly are
4: you from? I'm from Toronto, Canada, so uh, I, I've never heard in my life that my accent is incredible. So thank you for that. That will go on my tombstone.
1: Oh man, honestly, is did you not think? Yeah, Catherine, we've got
3: a soft spot for Canadians. That's
1: some accent you got going there. How does one? I know, am I right that you started off as a journalist?
4: That is correct. yeah.
1: How, so how does one? I'm sure you do many, many things. When we but we like to pigeonhole, how does one become a sexologist? How did you kind of head towards? this direction of stuff.
4: I also like a pigeonhole. I love labels. I think labels are massively helpful. I started out in journalism and as you guys know, because you may have gone to J school too, they say write what you know. Yeah. So if you know sports, you become a sports If you yeah. know entertainment, become an entertainment reporter. And I said, I think I know sex. I think that that's the topic that I wow. want to cover. That's what I want to talk about. And so I actually published a book coming out of graduating school called Laid. That was in 2009. And after that, I got put into this position as the go-to voice for millennials in sex education. And I thought, well, crap, I better back this up with some more education. So I went back to school and really just threw myself in this vein, in this area. But initially when I began, my whole goal was to get more people excited about learning about their sex and their intimate and their emotional side. And that is what the Game of Desire is as well, too. And that's why I included Vabbing in the book, because I knew it would get people's attention. But ultimately, the book is not a bunch of hacky, hokey fixes. It's more in-depth stuff, but if what brought you there is dabbing again, then it works.
1: This exactly, it's the headline grabber. It's what we would call the clickbait. But it's yeah. got us hooked and got us interested. And, Go it on, got, and
3: it got me to your YouTube channel, and I had a look oh. at your videos. And the thing that I really like about them, your manner is kind of that gal pal that you can ask. A gal pal, I hate that kind of thing, but uh, that that friend that you can ask anything to. Right? We don't need to be three glasses of wine in to get to the to the to the real stuff with you. You you get straight in there. You take questions. I saw one where you took sort of anonymous questions, things that no one dares ask anyone face to face you're straight in there and there is no shame involved because here's the thing for the amount of porn we're surrounded by at the moment people still feel really squeamish about asking stuff that involves emotion involves you know their personal life stuff like that it, it you know we seem kind of i don't know it's, it's not like we don't see it but we don't talk about it the way maybe we could
4: 100% girl, please write my next review as well, too. That's exactly what I intend to do is to make this topic because sometimes when I tell people that, you know, I studied sex for a living, they're like, wow, that's so niche. That's so that's so obscure. I'm like, I didn't just say I studied like the what goes between hardwood floors, like this innocuous random topic that only five people need to know. I studied the thing that equates to why we're all here, Mm -hmm. Um, that drives so much of our behavior, so much of our motivation, and we should all be sex experts. Everyone should feel empowered to learn and pick up a book in this space, because it's going to make an impact on you, because like it or not, or love it or leave it, you are a sexual person, and we are born to bond, so you might as well get a hold on exactly what you're going to be doing to have the best outcome for you
1: how are people in the states and canada and i see you're in california where we kind of know that you know people are a little bit more open in california significantly more open than the, perhaps they are in other parts of the us but how are people generally over there about talking about this because we still have in the uk i think there is still a, a certain embarrassment from some people there is a cert, there is a, a, still a bit of you shouldn't really be talking about that stuff if that stuff. Yeah. is private. But
3: meanwhile, their kids are learning about it from porn, and that's not an accurate representation of what a relationship is. So
1: how are people over there about talking about it? Are they good? Are there still some kind of, you know, there's some barriers?
3: Yeah,
4: California, like you said, is kind of a bubble. Like, I'm sure London is a bubble yeah. the rest of the UK, and it is a bit more liberal here. However, yes, people are still uncomfortable. It's still not a topic that you... It's a very compartmentalized subject. You only want to bring it up, like Catherine said, with that one friend after three glasses of wine. You don't necessarily want to talk about it all the time. I had this experience where I was going to university to speak, and I had an older woman driver pick me up, and she said, What are you going to school to talk about? And I said, Sex. And I, I just really learned to stand in my truth. That's been like a new thing for me. Stand in my truth this yeah. is what I talk about. And so she went quiet, and then she's like, Okay, do you mean using condoms? Do you mean telling them not to have sex? And I was like, Not kind of more about how to have better sex and how to enjoy it and orgasms. And yes, help is in there, but it's not my massive, my main message. And then she goes quiet for longer. And I was like, okay, this woman completely is turned off by me. She is disgusted by my work. But I'm like, I'm not going to excuse what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And then she chimes in and says, do you know what? My first husband could not find my clit if it was on his nose. (laughs) And then she just went in this long dialogue because it was a long ride from the airport to school just talking about her sex life all throughout the years. And I thought that's a prime example of why we have to be the change we wish yeah. to see in this world. And so because if I would have started second guessing, she would have never had that. T- and,
1: and also yeah, um having that conversation with a complete stranger, isn't it? Isn't it funny? The conversations you have with cab drivers and, and chauffeurs and things. Oh, yeah, I bet you've had some great ones. Oh, Shan, trust me, I've seen some terrible things. (laughs) Experience the unconventional.
2: Even boss. The unpredictable. What's happening? And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: Experience the unconventional, Even boss. the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee, the late-night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio.
1: But here's the thing, right? I'm 46. In the last three months, I've I've just kind of come out as being bisexual. I'm with a uh, Thank you very much indeed. It's, it's 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 brought me a lot of shame in my life and sent me to some very dark places. With mental health and drugs and all of that and suddenly for the last three months I'm free of shame free of shame and I'm in a relationship with a woman and it is the most sexually open relationship I don't mean we're doing it swinging from chandeliers and stuff we're having fun but I've never been able to be so honest in a in in a bedroom and say, "Hey, do you know what? I wouldn't mind if I'd really like it if you did that to me and I'd really kind of like to do this to you and would that be cool?" And the other person is like, "Yeah, sure, let's give that a go." I've never had that. I, I, and I've wasted, I, geez, 30 years of being embarrassed and being shy and being hung up and being
3: ashamed, and I guess probably worried that if you said something, it might give a clue to what was what else was going yeah, on that yeah. you weren't ready to talk about. God, that must have been really hard. It was.
1: It, it's well. It's I, it, it's been horrendous, but the last three months have been amazing. And I'm 46, Shan, and I kind of thought I was, you know, kind of open-minded and liberal and stuff. So I've still got loads and loads of stuff to learn and I think that I mean I don't know how familiar you are with the UK but I think that the the UK is kind of screwed up a bit about sex would you agree Kath do you I I mean it's a generalisation of course I think we
3: joke about it because we're embarrassed by it I think that kids and I'm talking kids I mean like you know under 30s yeah and you know even my daughter is just turning 11 and we've already had an incident where you know another a a boy has shown her stuff on his phone that i I don't think she was ready to see so here's the thing you kind of got to accept that i keep saying it pornography is more easily accessed and i can't let that be the only thing my kid knows about relationships because that's the danger that they expect apparently you know Choking and all that stuff is becoming more mainstream because people are being exposed to harder and harder stuff.
1: I guess what we're saying, what I'm saying, Shan, is I wish that when I was younger, I'd been able to ask my dad about stuff, right? Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't a great example to ask him. And I wish there'd been when I was, you know, the, the only book in the 70s and 80s was The Joy of Sex, which we we all found our parents' copies. The, you know, the, the bloke with the big beard and all of that. It
3: was just very hairy. <laughs> but something like this, The Game of
1: Desire, this kind of stuff is. I don't know, it's not a sex manual, but this kind of stuff, being able to. Talk about it freely is very liberating. I'm finding, but I'm. Here's the funny thing: I'm still getting embarrassed having this conversation with you now, Shan. Isn't that silly?
4: No, I mean it's a muscle, right? Anything in life, you're going to be. If you do a layup for the first time, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And the 20th time you do it's going to feel uncomfortable. And when you do it in a game for the first time, it's going to feel awkward. And so it's just practice. I actually feel the opposite where I think that my sensor is broken, that I forget that this is a taboo topic. And so I'll be having loud conversations in public places. And someone's like, we're talking about anal. You should probably keep it down. I'm like, right. (laughs) This is not 2 PM at uh, Panera conversation. So I think that it's totally natural. I mean, I've, get nervous doing interviews not because yeah. they're anything scary you guys are great awesome welcoming people I just don't do it every single day yeah. so I think that it's, if you feel uncomfortable lean into it I think people talk yeah. about sex and they don't like it and then they stop doing it all together but you are a beautiful example of somebody who pushed the conversation beyond your comfort zone and now you're having the best sex of your life yes, awesome partner getting all your buttons pushed and you are living your best life the, so the book you're is, a prime example
1: thank you Shan. the book is the game of desire five surprising secrets to dating with dominance now what's the what what do you mean with dominance
4: that means putting yourself in the driver's seat i think women especially tend to take a very passive approach to dating they get they wait to get approached they wait to get asked out they wait for a call back um they wait to tell someone their feelings and i'm just saying hey this is a big part of your life imagine waiting for the right job to find you how stupid would that sound?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, you're right. I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday, saying how many times she'd gone for someone or how many times someone had approached her. And it seems like every time she ended up with someone, it's because they'd expressed an interest, you know? In what other sphere of life do you wait for that?
4: Right, yeah. It's so silly that we still maintain this age-old um tradition that just didn't work back then because it's not like our grandma chose the perfect partner. God bless our grandpa, but we all know she could have better. <laughs> not a We've seen other people benefit from this approach of waiting. And so why are we keeping up this tradition? Mm. We should be able to have a say in who we want to talk to and where and how and what we do in the bedroom. And so being dominant doesn't necessarily mean, you know, cracking the whip, unless that's your bag. That It just means asserting yourself and being present um, and leading when it, it calls for a leader.
1: Now, listen, we don't want you to give away all the secrets in the book, right? Well, people go out and buy the book. I've just tweeted the link to it. And I'm, I'm totally getting the audio book. because I say, I love your, your accent. And I think this is the kind of stuff I would bizarrely like to listen to while I'm masturbating. No, Whoa! I'm joking. While I'm driving. It was a joke. Yay. It was a joke. But may, maybe, who knows? Uh, but so don't give us all the secrets and all the tips. But give us, we've got vabbing. Vabbing is the headline. We, we, we've we got that. Give us just another little, little hint of what we might be able to do, or w- women specifically might be able to do just to... To improve their chances or certainly improve their confidence
4: yeah I would say unlock the different seductive potential that you have and that means that it's not just about looking like Rihanna or Marilyn Monroe or what's the UK equivalent of any of those people
1: um uh Hilda Ogden <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I
4: don't,
1: yes. let's say Holly Willoughby <laughs> she's a, she's very popular at the moment isn't yeah. she
4: yeah, well, there's there's a technique I like to call the Oprah, and the Oprah is a massively seductive technique in which you find out what really matters to somebody, and you remember that, and you talk to them about uh, it every time you see them. Right. You speak to their highest self, you speak to their potential, and when they're around you, they're reminded of who they want to be. And so in your glow, they get to be the version of themselves that they dream of, and so they want more of you. So I would say one of the secrets is, yes, like... Looking great is obviously a big way to draw people in, but there's other ways. You can be the kind of person who the waiter and the valet person, like, everyone loves because you're so warm. And that person is in your glow. Like, I love being around them because everyone else likes them. And so I feel like I'm with the popular person. So just unlocking the different ways that you can be seductive and also acknowledging the ways that you are the red flag you're trying to avoid. I think a lot of dating tips tips is like topical like what you can do but a big part of if you're having trouble doing something is because you're doing something not well so identifying some of the anti-repellent things that you might be guilty of mm. uh, that you're easy to identify in others but it's hard to really figure out that you yourself might be a culprit
1: Hey Shan how how cool are your parents because we um, on Friday when we were reading this story about vabbing then we thought well Shan sounds great and this is how we we, we, we were tweeting you during the show which is how we, we, we got in touch which, and I'm so pleased you got back but we found your YouTube channel and we played a couple of little bits of, of a couple of videos out on the show including the one where you You were showing your parents clips that I think your fans had said, we want you to show these to your mum and dad. How laid back are your mum and dad? They're awesome. I know. Your dad's just (laughs) sat there going, yeah, this is great. What's next? You know, how cool are they, man?
4: Yeah, but you know what, going to your point about Ian, it took time. I've been in this space now for 13 years, and it was not like that. My mom's first reaction when I told her I was going to be writing a book about sex, is she was like, don't you realize there's going to be boys laughing and masturbating and laughing at you? And I first you know, was obviously hurt by that. Now, you know, years later, I'm like, what kind of porn is my mom watching? (laughs) That's in her mind what people do when they get together. But that was their initial fear. And it took a very long time of seeing me grow and get success and be praised um, be put down, but raise, raise back up for them to actually say she's got this, and we want to be a part of her journey, journey and support her. When she said that,
1: uh, when, when that was the initial reaction, did part, did you at any point think oh, maybe she's got a point, maybe, maybe I'll, or or you, you were determined and, and you, you thought no, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna show her that she's wrong, and I'm gonna make her proud.
4: You know, in the book, I reveal this that one of my problems with my personalities, I'm very disagreeable, and that actually stopped me from finding love. I got married last year, but it took me a long time to find my person. Thank you. But I'm a disagreeable person. So right. as much as that really hurt me in relationships, it did help me with things like that because I didn't care what my mom thought. Yeah, I didn't care what teachers thought. I didn't care what people thought. Good. Obviously, if you want to be – if you want to work well with others, a la love or at a job, you have to care what people think. So I've learned that over time. But I do think that my headstrong kind of badass, don't-give-a-F personality really contributed to why I am where I am today.
1: Uh, Chan, it, uh it's so nice to talk to you. Yeah. You are listen we 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 love you and we've we've watched a few of your videos and we think you're great and we're going to order the book. Uh, you're welcome on the show anytime you want to come on. Uh, uh and have a chat the book i've just tweeted the link for amazon in the uk the book is the game of desire shan b double o d r a m and if you want to follow uh shan on twitter it's at shan Boody, s h a n b um it's so nice to talk to you shan thank you so much and uh, it's honestly genuine invitation you want to come on for a chat you want you got another book coming out you just let us know and you're on
4: Thank you. I'm following you guys on Twitter, so I'll take you up on that. Have a great evening.
1: Nice one, Shan. Thank you. And send out love to your mum and dad, because I think I want to see them talking about sex. I want to see that. Thank Isn't you, show. She's great. She's brilliant. I love that. And what what a uh, that voice, man. Yeah, hey, and, hey, hey, and hey, so hey.
3: switched on. Do you know
1: who she reminds me of, Imani? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, she d- reminds me of Imani a little bit. Um, 03, Do you want to go and say goodbye to this, yeah, sure. Catherine, and thank her? That was brilliant. At Shamboody, if you want to uh, uh, follow her on uh, Twitter, 344 oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The show continues. This is Talk Radio. This
0: is Talk Radio.